Welcome, Kaylee Anderson, to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Of course. You uh, you stoked? Oh my god, yeah. This is your second podcast, right? My second podcast ever, yep. but I I'm I'm gonna consider this the first because the one I did before was like on SoundCloud and for a school project. Okay. So this is the first one. This is my Spotify debut. debut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've uh you've been doing videos for a while, so this isn't your first time doing anything like this. No. I've been making it's it was eight years ago on it, my my eight year anniversary for my YouTube channel was eight years ago, just a few days ago. So oh my gosh, almost a decade. How many yeah. videos have you made? I think I've made at this point over two hundred and fifty, or wow. maybe even three hundred. Okay. I'm not quite sure the number. That's but, a good uh, bit. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. What are they uh, mostly about? Well, I started doing like beauty and fashion videos and this was back in 2013 when youtube was an entirely different space it was right as the beauty community and beauty gurus were like becoming a thing mm. and now you see that everywhere on all different platforms but youtube yeah, like TikTok was, and Instagram yeah and... but youtube was where it all started right. and i just started i did a lot of makeup a lot of outfits sure. i did like halloween costume tutorials <laughs> outfits of the week yeah and then really that was eighth grade and then all through high school I kind of transitioned into vlogging and more of my daily life and more things about me almost as a digital diary like I wanted to document who I was like in that moment so that my future self could look back and watch it and see what see what I was like okay so that was that the original intention or was the original intention just to do the beauty stuff well the yeah the original intention was well, I had a YouTube channel before the one that I have now. Um, oh, okay. That's like my own. So I did, I made like music videos with me and my friends and yeah. we hit like a hundred subscribers or something. <laughs> and then my friends were like, we don't want to do it anymore. And I said, well, no, I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I, you know, sat down and I wrote a list of like names, usernames, and I brainstormed and I came up with Through Kaylee's Camera, which is what it was okay. for a while. Through Kaylee's Camera was how I was known like in high school. It's a cool name, yeah. Yeah, good. the alliteration I thought right. would really hook people. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> and and then um, I wanted to do, yeah, be like a beauty guru, like all of these girls that I was watching and looking up to and that were my age and doing it. And I wanted to, you know, design clothes. And I thought I wanted to go to school for like fashion merchandising and like move to LA. And I thought that was, you know, what I wanted to do. And then YouTube and it, it kind of evolved into something that I wanted it to be less about the beauty space and more of a personal thing. And I think that that resonated a lot more with my viewers and my subscribers for sure. Okay. So then was there like a certain video that you made that made you make that shift or did you just wake up one day and you're like, I want to try something new? Well, it was, no, there was a moment where there was a shift for yeah. sure. It was, um, like my junior year of high school and I was kind of going through a burnout period as I think all content creators do. You kind of it's go exhausting. into yeah. it is. I mean, yeah, you know it. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's so exhausting. It's right. like, what do I do? And I just said what I want to make. Not a lot of people might not want to watch, but I want to watch them. So it was my spring semester junior year and I made a video on like my favorite movies ever. Okay. And I did one about, I did like a reading of a poem. Uh, it's Why I Wake Early by Mary Oliver. 
you would like that poem. Okay, cool. Um, and it's a great poem. It's really great about waking yeah. up early and getting after your day. So yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. Exactly. That's right. my whole I- the ideology. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the whole vibe. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. You'd love the poem. I'll I'll show it to you. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I like started to make all these little artsy montages. I did like a stop motion video of like that my is hard work it stop took me motion yeah it was crazy. more but it, it maybe not stop motion but i was like taking photos and editing the frames to look like a video of like mm-hmm. my house like okay. it was really cool and so i started making all of those things and it was definitely getting more in tune with like my creative outlet less than you know feeling like it needs to be a business you know but yeah and then because so I got into it really young, and my channel blew up pretty fast. And then yeah, I many, signed. How many with subscribers did you get to? I'm currently at sixty four thousand. Oh my god, I'm at like ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> everybody subscribe to Wilson on YouTube. By the way, shout yeah. out. Um, you said you sorry. I interrupted you saying you signed with. I signed with what's called an MCN. So it was like a multi channel network. Basically, you had like a team of people behind you that were trying to help you make money and like get brand deals and stuff like that so i was with my first one for two years then i signed with another one for another two years and you know when you have managers like that telling you what content to create it feels very manufactured and not what i wanted to do and like my friends were doing it you know the hyper saturated manufactured content tailoring to a younger demographic and less reflecting who i was as a person so i kind of realized that i wanted to take it into a different direction and yeah wow so did they did those people reach out to you or did you reach out to them about signing? So the first one, it, it, it was called Style Hall. Okay. Uh, and this was really big in the for young girls like me back in 2013. Are they still around now? I'm not sure. I think that they are, yeah. but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But so I signed with them first and they helped you make money off of your videos. Yeah. And then after that, I was at VidCon in Anaheim, California. So I flew out to VidCon and went to VidCon twice. And the second year I was out there. Wait, what's VidCon? VidCon, oh yeah, yes, VidCon. (laughs) It is, uh, you know, a video convention. It was founded by the Green Brothers, John and Hank Green, actually back in like 2007, 2008, maybe a little bit later than that. Um, And it's basically a huge convention in Anaheim, California. Um, and now they have them in Australia. They had one in Europe. Um, and basically all these content creators get together. All of my YouTube friends were able to go and you spend like a weekend attending panels, meeting other creators, going to events. It was, it was very businessy for a 16 year old girl to do. Yeah, that's, so, that's crazy. Yeah. And so I was at VidCon and I got invited to this party at this brand called uh full screen was having okay and full screen was another mcn and they're still around they do video production now as well and like they have all it's turned into like a media company almost um but they still kind of manage content creators obviously okay and so i met my first manager at that party it was like a bowling party (laughs) and so i had my first manager there and then i got my second manager who i mean her and i still are really good friends and um but yeah, when they start telling you to make content that you don't really love, then there becomes a little bit of a problem. Yeah, so are you still with those groups or is are you uh, solo now? I'm solo now. Okay. Just making money off of AdSense. It's very, it's much more liberating creatively. Right, I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah, n- done with that whole businessy side of that. 
do you find that you're making less videos now and that they're maybe better or are you making more videos um now like since you're not having someone telling you what to do i'm definitely making less videos because i'm 21 now i was 13 when i started yeah um and it's a completely different digital landscape and but i think the videos that i make now the quality is 10 times better yeah. than like the manufactured branded sponsored content that I was like forced to make because I had to meet a deadline. Right. That, that totally makes sense. And that, that's something that I've found with photography and in talking with other photographers, you kind of get into this trap, especially with Instagram because it demands so much content and to be relevant and to have your Instagram followers go up and your engagement go up. You need to be constantly posting. So I've fallen into the trap of quantity over quality and then, I kind of got burnt out from it. Like you said, stop posting altogether. And then now it's more of a quality over quantity thing. And and I, I'm happier about the work now also, even if it doesn't do as well on the algorithm, you know? Yeah. And, and that was another thing too, that, yeah, I used to have to manufacture Instagram content and YouTube content and, you know, cross promoting and all this stuff. And yeah, it's definitely like quality over quantity now and feeling like feeling way more grounded and and proud of the work that I'm doing that it reflects a truer version of myself. Yeah, and I and I think that's really important and I think that's a message that isn't really shared enough and isn't talked enough because it's such a competition and it's so much just pressure to get it all out there and get the most and that message yeah. and thoughts missed. Yeah. I mean 100%. Yeah. Definitely. So that was when you were in high school when all this like YouTube for you was blowing up and then now you're at NYU. Yes. So what, because you talked about, you said you wanted to go to LA originally and now you're at NYU, which is obviously on the other side of the country. Was YouTube the driving force behind that switch to decide to pursue that? It actually was. So when I was in high school, I thought, oh, I'm going to go to business school. And I Mm. applied to all these random schools and I didn't get in anywhere when I applied to college. Yeah. And then I ended up attending um, American University for a year. Mm. And it was when my senior year was very chaotic because a lot of different things were going on in my life, just like personally. Yeah. And it was like the, the biggest driving force that I kind of realized was what I've always wanted to do was do movies, Mm -hmm. like act in them, make them. And I was already kind of like exploring cinematography. I mean, I have a journal entry from when I'm 14 and I'm like, I just watched the Oscars and I think I'm going to become a cinematographer, you know, as (laughs) if I knew what that meant. But it was definitely (laughs) like this shift of as my world was crumbling down around me, acting and the movies were what I always had. Like I never, it it never crumbled away with everything else that was going on in my life. Mm. And I kind of realized that if I'm going to go to school for something or if I'm going to pursue something, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to go all in with what I want to do. So I went to American for a year. I shot two short films and a student TV show. And I was in a play there. Like right when I got there, I got cast in a play, which was insane. (laughs) And, um, and then I, yeah, applied to NYU and transferred and got in, and now I've been there two years. And how do you like it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's good. Big, it's... big difference between Jacksonville, Florida, and New York, I'm sure. Oh, 
absolutely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. And I grew up like outside of New York City. So oh, okay. I grew up in Connecticut and I would always like go into the city and, you know, I always thought, oh, I want to live here. Yeah. And then, you know, I moved to Jacksonville. So, but it's really, really nice. Like I like having the beach and nature and the slow pace right. of life and just like easygoing, good vibes all around. Yeah. And then I can pop back up to the city and vice versa and whenever I feed, yeah. need anything else. Yeah. So what is the current major at NYU? Because I know it's a little different because are you at you're at the film school, correct? I'm in the drama school. So I'm in the okay. art school, but I'm in the drama program. Okay. But then I'm minoring in film producing. And oh, wow. okay. entertainment business. Okay. So I've done like entertainment law, producing essentials, you know, movie marketing. So I've done all of these like specific courses and had practice in like all of these different kind of things dealing with movies and producing. But then acting is the major, the Bachelor of Fine Arts. So that's like the the center and then all that other stuff is just like cherries on top. Yes. Okay. So is was the plan always to have that info is like in your major or was it always just acting like that was it? Well, going into it, I thought, you know what? I want to do acting. I know that's going to be my degree. So yeah. it's that's what I wanted to focus on. But then I thought maybe I'll minor in French. Maybe I'll minor in communication, something, hmm. something like that to there's, you know, me and my advisor at NYU, who's one of my. I mean, he's amazing. And I sat down with him and I was panicking because obviously acting is very lucrative business and very yeah. much like not stable, not stable <laughs> at all. Right. Yeah. And so I went to him and I was so upset and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, um, you know, what if I I'm, I'm going to choose producing and entertainment business as a backup plan because I knew that, you know, I already had kind of been making quote unquote movies for seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. um, but then also it was something that I loved after taking a few of the classes before declaring the minor in right. producing. And he said to me, there's nothing that's going to be a backup plan. You're just adding on to your already existing skill set. Oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. And it was definitely this shift of, no, it is possible to study something that you love and then take your career wherever you want it to go. And I think what's so amazing about NYU, but also just like my own journey with dealing with college and transferring and a move in the middle of it and a lot yeah. of like personal stuff and COVID going to college through COVID. Yeah. I mean, it made me realize that, yeah, like in today's marketplace and in today's world, there are so many opportunities to develop the career that you want. Right. And, you know, you can be a multi hyphenate. You don't have to choose one thing and say, I'm only going to be a producer and never act or vice versa. That, and yeah, that's so true. And, when you look at the technology we have at our fingertips, like just in regards to social media and podcasts and YouTube and Instagram, and th there's so many things you can do in that atmosphere as well with yeah. the skills that you're learning that 10 years ago, there wasn't even a job, but now all of a sudden there is. But those skills you learn can all be applied to that and right. you can kind of create your own position. Yeah, and that's why, I, I mean... I feel so lucky to be living in this age now. I yeah. think like we're, I mean, you kind of do it too with the content creating and photography right. and then this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of different things. And what's so amazing is that there are avenues where you can do all of them at once. Yeah. And, and I think that goes for any kind of, 
profession. I mean, it doesn't have to only be creatives. Right. It can be anybody looking to do anything. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we're so lucky to be living in this generation because there is just endless possibilities and opportunities. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I made this podcast because I was like, why not? You know, like it's it's so easy to do, um, even right. if it doesn't ever go anywhere. It's just it's a fun thing to do, and we have this opportunity to do it. I mean, I'm, we're literally doing this in my living room on my on my right. couch. Like this is this is so easy and simple, and it's like why wouldn't you want to do that? Like right. And what's so amazing is that yeah, I mean we were having a conversation before yeah. and we kind of like after it was like an hour and we yeah. were like, that would have made a great podcast. That's what you I said know, to would me. Have. And I was like, Oh my God. And no. And it's so amazing because there, I mean, if that was just one conversation, right. right. There are so many more people out there who have all of these stories. I was actually out the other day and I was talking to this man and he, um, had told me that he had met this author in New York. So I told him that I lived in New York. We were both Philadelphia Eagles fans. So we're like talking to each other, whatever. And he says, I was talking to this author and he said, if you look around the room, every single person has a book in them. Oh, oh, that's good. And then he said to me, and you know what that means is that every single person has a screenplay and it's much easier to write a screenplay than a book. Is it really? Um, at least, for me, because I know movies, I mean, people who right. like, you know, the grandiose language of literature, right. which I do love. Like, I've written little short stories and things just for myself, poetry, yeah. whatever. But screenplays are much more, I mean, I just love dialogue. I'm an actor. So yeah. I just, like, love that stuff. But, yeah, every single person has a book in them. And it was very much like everybody has some great idea, yeah. like a podcast, like what, like anything, something creative. But it takes, you know, doing it. And realizing that there is potential to do it. Right. And everyone has a story that uh, hasn't been told or hasn't been heard yet necessarily. And that's kind of the intention of this is to to find people who I want to talk with and I want to hear from. And it's just so crazy where conversations can go when you put them in a position to go places. You know, it's not just like a, hey, how are you doing? It's a let's sit down for an hour and a half. Like, let's talk. Yeah. And let's see where it goes. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And when you just, one of my favorite things to do is, yeah, like in the morning, like I don't look at my phone for at least 30 minutes. And I mean, I'm not getting up and running all the time, but I get up and I kind of like (laughs) meander around my house. And what I like to do right when I wake up is like, let my mind run Mm. and let the mind do what it is created to do, which is, you know, find all of these different avenues and just let it run the consciousness run so that you can wake the brain up but when i do that it is it's like conscious thinking rather than meditating but it's definitely like oh i find all these different ideas that i would have never found is that when you feel you're most creative in the morning in the morning um i would say yes i would say i mean both in the morning and at night. Okay. So like I'm very creative in the morning, like I have great ideas, but then at night is when I'm productive with them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think um the evening, I always like freak out in the evening like dusk time. I don't know why. I've never liked Like you get hyper? No, like I get anxious. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. I get like when the sun's setting, unless I'm like at the beach. Yeah. But if I'm, if the sun's setting and it's like the Sunday scary settling in, but it can be a Wednesday and I yeah. feel the Sunday scary. So you just start getting like productive with that energy? Yes. So okay. like I try. Well, that's a healthy way to, I mean. Cope you, with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. To put it in like a productive space. Yeah. And I'm definitely like, yeah, at night I'm always getting up and like drawing or I'm like making a collage or I have like a scrapbook that I make. So like I'm always like doing that at midnight. Oh, interesting. If I feel or I'm playing my guitar. So I've started doing that again or I'm painting or yeah. I think I'm my most creative late at night too. Like I'll, yeah, it's always like 11 o'clock at night. All of a sudden I'll come up with like a two paragraph long caption for a photo and I'll just yeah. like, I'm like half asleep because I, I, I like going to bed like 9.30. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i waking <laughs> up amazing. too early. Yeah. I wish I could. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely something I've had to like <laughs> change in my <laughs> life, but it's great. But at like 11 o'clock, I'll be like half asleep and all of a sudden I'll just have this like idea for this caption and I'll just like write it down and uh, I'll wake up and read it in the morning and be like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Gotta change some words because I misspelled in grammar, <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it'll stop that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how the mind, when you give it a break, because I think especially people our age were hit with so much information constantly, whether oh it's from God. our phones, our computers, our iPads, our TVs, from work, from school. I mean, it's just constant overload. Yeah. So when we allow ourselves to just shut the brain off and just kind of have a moment, it begins to wander and do these really great things and it was actually something I was listening to on a re- recent audiobook. It was talking about how people hate being bored. Mm-hmm. Like people really struggle when they're bored and they have nothing Especially to do. Especially in today's generation. Especially yeah. in today's generation. They immediately go for their phone, you know, and someone's like, oh, I'll be a minute. They pop out Instagram and start scrolling. Right. But being bored isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. It's good to be bored and to have a moment we don't have anything coming at you and you can just let the mind be free and go down these avenues that you were just talking about. Right. Yeah. No, I totally noticed that. Yeah, I yeah. I definitely find that I, yeah, with the amount of information that we consume every single day, I mean, we're being berated with news, media, things mm-hmm. that we apparently need to buy or we're being told we need to buy, you know, right. stuff like that. Yeah. And definitely I find myself having to... You know, I get anxious if I think about, oh, I have to be alone or I have to sit. I think most people do. Yeah, I think I think it's really hard for most people to be alone. And I think I've gotten better at it by living alone. Yeah. Um, And right before I moved here, one of the guys I used to work with, he was like, watch out. It's dangerous. (laughs) Like being alone. He's like, you might enjoy it too much. And uh, I do. I do love it. And it it is something you kind of have to figure out, though. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I am definitely, I mean, my Myers-Briggs tells me I'm an extrovert, but I really do love my time by myself. Oh yeah. And I think everyone needs it. Oh my God. It's the, you know, the recharge for the battery. I mean, I had the, I had a week, a few weeks ago where I was like going out and seeing all of these people and like staying out super late and like being out and about and doing all this stuff. And I finally went home and like sat there and because I'd been go, 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 I was like, I almost went through like a social withdrawal, but it was definitely necessary to like recoup and like reconnect with myself because yeah, I mean, today's generation, that was the other problem I had with 
content creating was I didn't feel comfortable like contributing to a space that was hypersaturated or sharing things that were harmful to like girls my age or younger than me yeah or like make content that made you know if I had to sponsor a brand that I didn't want to work with like I wouldn't work with them if I and I had done it before and it was definitely like oh my god like there's definitely more harm in that space yeah I I kind of think social media it's great and there's it's it's a tool but i also think it's one of the worst things yeah you know like and oh, even yeah. as a photographer honestly especially as a photographer because instagram just kind of ruins photography because right. it it doesn't favor the quality. full shot no. the quality it compresses it it's just a crop yeah the cropping is a nightmare so i've just given up and just posted landscape and it'll get like 100 likes and i'm like whatever don't care <laughs> yeah. i give up <laughs> screw no. you instagram i mean it's very aesthetically pleasing yeah i enjoy you know all of the different shots and things right of yours oh thank you and then for like for me i'm like with instagram i'm like oh if i have you know my photos from my trip yeah then i like to post them but like doing the whole influencer thing of having to post like all the time and like flooding the feeds i don't know what i, I don't know what that is but yeah getting I, back to the yeah no the like the anxiety thing i think that goes with it like everybody's afraid of being alone because they see people out together or they feel like that is so true yeah they're like the FOMO piece or you see people doing things with their lives and you're like oh I need to be doing something too well it's the highlight reel yeah right it's in like it's exhausting because you you look if you were to look at like someone's Instagram feed you would think that everyone else and it always happens when you're by yourself you would think everyone else is out having the best day of their lives when that's not necessarily true it's like that was like a single moment and it was like that's not their whole day it's not their whole life you know who knows what's really going on yeah yeah and the whole yeah exactly it's so it's manufactured and even you know they've just said that they're they're changing it to like tailor more towards creators yeah and and the video content which i think is like fascinating because uh, like with instagram that's what instagram announced right um and yeah that whole debacle is so crazy for people like me who you know now i consider myself just a regular instagram user and it's yeah. like what am i supposed to be uploading videos now like yeah i, I don't know I, don't, I hardly do videos and <laughs> no. i'm like yeah. oh god and i feel like part of it is to hook people longer and then to drive up ads more yeah you know oh, a thousand percent. It's all about it's ads. It's turning into a shop. Yeah. It's a shopping app. <laughs> because every story you watch, it's like, then the next one you swipe to, it's an ad. I'm like, and then all of a sudden I'm following this company that I definitely was not following. Yeah. And that's, and then I'm that's like, annoying. How did this get here? Because I don't need any new sunglasses. Yeah. Or random. I always get like candles or crystals. Well, or... it's whatever you've Googled. Right. I'm like, I Googled something for 30 seconds and now that's all I see. I'm like, oh my oh, God. Help. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just going to put it on private for all everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, turn it all off. Yeah. No, I've definitely had, it was like three days ago where I was like, I'm deleting Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and I deleted it off my phone for like five days at a time. Or then that's I'll, pretty impre- That's good. I mean, I don't think a lot of, I don't think a lot of people our age could do that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, but then if I go out and I'm like, oh, uh, do you know who XYZ is? And they're like, no, show me a picture. Then I'll like pull it up on Safari. Yeah. But then <laughs> which I'm seems like, silly. which is like, yeah. But then like, um, but yeah, I delete it for like five days at a time. That's, that's probably very healthy for you though. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It definitely. Cause that alone gives your mind 
a break like what we were talking about it kind of lets the batteries recharge my uh my favorite movie is wedding crashers yeah and obviously that's not like a award-winning film for someone <laughs> no, but like it's you. amazing but it's so funny and there's one of my favorite quotes that my dad and i always recite is when vince vaughn he comes downstairs he's he's like had a long night i'm gonna eat my breakfast alone recharge the batteries bring the engine back to zero <laughs> he's like yeah. and then we'll talk and it, that is what this is like that's what you need yeah and i relate to that so much oh my god yeah that yeah. is that is a hundred percent it yeah no because if it's like and and i'll catch myself i'm like oh i'm like looking like who's watching my things and i'm like yeah. why do i care yeah i don't care i just want to post like photos of my dog and me and my friends like right being idiots and running around jacksonville or new york city or wherever i am and yeah. i just am living my best life yeah it's a yeah it's a crazy world out there but um that that was one of the questions i actually wanted to ask you so that's my favorite movie what is your favorite movie oh my god or if you could do, if it's easier for you to do like top three, like a like oh, a yeah. comedy, a drama, or like okay. something like that. Yeah. No. Okay. So the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Lady Bird. Lady okay. Lady Bird. I'm sorry. I don't know because I'm thinking Greta Gerwig. I added a G on the end of Lady Bird. Um, directed by Greta Gerwig with Sir Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, Lucas Hedges. It came out in 2017. Okay. And it's definitely. Uh, I mean, I watched it. The movie is about this girl who's about to graduate from high school and move to New York City to go to college. Oh my gosh, that was you. And it was me. That's right? crazy. And it was, and you know, she does theater. So like she's in the school musical and you know, she has like pink hair and she like, it's just like the movie altogether is so beautifully created and you know that it's coming from a place of like, um, cause Greta grew up in Sacramento and the movie set in Sacramento, like uh, right nearby where she grew up. So it's definitely yeah. a love letter, like from the di- from the director's heart and soul. And she wrote it too, which is incredible. Oh, okay. Um, and then it, so that's like a kind of drama ish, but yeah. it's like lighthearted and it's like a coming of age movie. Okay. My favorite comedy is probably like I love Bridesmaids. <laughs> like if yeah. we're talking like stereotype and Anchorman. Yeah, Anchorman is funny. Yeah. Loved that. Yeah, yeah. And then like the that last... cast is great. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so funny because I'd always like heard about it. Right. Because my dad would always quote it. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? And then I watched it and it's like... It's um, actually Christina very Applegate and like Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd. Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell, obviously. Obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's set. Oh my God. It's stacked. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It's so well written. I mean... Yeah. I, I think comedy writers are, like, godsends. Well, I also think it's one of the hardest genres to do sometimes. Yeah. Because there are some movies that you really think are going to be funny, and they're just not. Oh, my you know? God. Like, there's a lot of them. But, you know, jokes are written, like, written yeah. down they're funny, but then right. said out loud, it's not at all. Yeah, or, yeah, and you just don't know, and the people who portray them also aren't the writers, necessarily, you know, so that also... Right um it's when you find like a funny movie though that like makes me laugh all the way through i mean i've probably seen wedding crashers like 20 times i I watch it it still makes you laugh every time every time i can quote the entire movie (laughs) it is it is one of the best things ever yeah i need to i need to rewatch it i haven't seen it in a while no i the movie that always the last movie i like laughed out loud at 
was um she's uh she's out of your league oh yeah 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 and like that movie i thought was written and was pretty funny like that was when i laughed at lana but then um i watched super bad for the first time oh my god that's actually a really funny movie yeah that was and then (laughs) (laughs) well when did you watch it how recently for the first time ever uh like two months ago no yeah i'm kind of embarrassed to admit that but yeah yeah I, i always just figured it would be really stupid and like right. I, I don't like I don't like like stupid comedies like you know like yeah. some are just like dumb and yeah they're not like so smart I... funny but this was funny like Jonah Hill I think is one of the funniest people oh on my the god hilarious and oh my gosh I had always seen like in high school you see McLovin like the Hawaii ID yeah. everywhere like people have tapestries of it T-shirts yeah I was in a thrift store in New York and there was a T-shirt with a McLovin ID on it <laughs> and I should have bought it so but funny. I oh my god it's hilarious. <laughs> But then the other, the other, I mean, the other thing that I watched was actually a TV show that made me laugh out loud, and that's Dave. And oh that's yeah, Little I tried that. Little Dicky show on Hulu. Is he good? And it's about him up and coming in LA, and he's like a writer on it, I guess. Like yeah. he's a comedian, right? So like he started out doing comedy, and I made like my sister and my roommate watch it with me. And we were dying laughing. And my sister was like, I haven't cried laughing at a show. Oh, man. Like that in so long. I'll have to try because I recommended a TV show to you. Yes. And it is Ted Lasso. We need to talk about Ted Lasso. because talk about We it. haven't talked about it since you... We haven't talked about it, like, in yeah, person since, since, since I told you, you about told it. me about it. And let me just say, people, best recommendation ever. And, of course, it comes from you, like... I was, so positive, uplifting. I was happy. so nervous <laughs> about recommending it because people who are actual film buffs, I'm always like kind of nervous <laughs> to tell like what my favorite movie is or like talk about TV shows because you never know because everyone has different opinions, but right. that's the way of the world. And uh, I truly think it's a fantastic show. And so I was like, oh, I wonder what Kaylee will think. And oh my God. I watch when I tell you. You know, you had said, oh, have you, like, watched it yet? And yeah. I was like, oh, like, I watched the first episode. Like, I'm going to watch the second one today. Blah, blah, blah. So then I watched the second, and I'm like, okay, I need to watch the third one. Yeah. And then I watched it all in, like, two days. I'm crying. I'm laughing. Yep. I'm smiling. I am I literally have the fish emoji in my bio on Instagram is <laughs> be like a goldfish. So good. And then, yeah, cried at the barbecue sauce scene. That is the best. That is, I'm willing to say that that's probably one of the best scenes in a TV show I think ever. I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll pull it up every now and then and just watch the clip just because it is so good. And if you yeah. haven't seen it, you need to because it's phenomenal. It's so good. I was actually out two days ago and I was with these people that like I didn't really know and like I met them earlier in the day. And this guy says to me, oh, um, hold on. What's your name? What's your name? I think... Keely and I was like no it's Kaylee he goes oh my god I'm sorry it's like a character in one of my favorite tv shows and I was like Ted Lasso and he was like yeah and then I start talking in my British accent and he's like no way it's like Roy Kent oh my and god that, that was really good yeah Roy Kent I love that was really impressive wow. thank you yeah uh-huh. yeah he's no. a great character oh my god but yeah so funny I both of us give it the stamp of the approval yeah in terms of if you need a show to watch get apple tv plus and you were you were saying something about how he's 
what Jason Sudeikis is doing is really impressive. What was it that he's doing that's different? So it's actually such an amazing story how the show came to light, right? So back in, it was like 2013, so a while ago. And back when Jason Sudeikis was still in the NBC realm because of SNL, um, NBC was airing the Premier League in the U.S. and doing all of the recording for the Premier League, which is a soccer league over in England. Okay. In the U.K. And um, (laughs) so NBC was like, oh, in order to do press for, like, promoting it in the U.S., like, we want to come up with this character, Ted Lasso. He's, like, an American football coach coaching football, but British football. Right. Rest of the world football. Yeah. And so it was actually a series of commercials aired on NBC. And you can YouTube them, and they're from eight years ago. And it's the same kind of Ted Lasso thing. And then Jason Sudeikis and his producer, I forget the name, um, the two of them were like, we need to turn this into like, uh, like this could be a show. Like we have a set idea, a set arc for how this could go. And they started developing it in 2017. And then the first se- the first season came out in 2020. Wow, and that so, is crazy. That is such a long run to, I, I mean, to ha- be working on eight a character. years essentially yeah which is why it's so good though because like he knows the character so well right and it jason sudeikis grew up in kansas city did he really in kansas or yeah it's in kansas and and ted lasso is from kansas yeah which is why the accent's so good all of the jokes land because they're all gosh i didn't know that yeah and the mustache is based off his grandfather's mustache or his dad's or something. Which, he looks really good with it. Like, it fits him very well. Oh, yeah. I've never seen him before with a mustache, but he killed it. Oh, that. my God. Phenomenal. Yeah, it just, it was very natural. You know, some yeah. people will try to do it, and it's like, are you trying to be like Tom Selleck? Because you're not yeah. doing it. Because <laughs> he's the only one. But right. Jason Sudeikis killed it with that. Yeah. That's, I didn't know he was from there. That, that makes sense because he does nail the accent. And yeah. the jokes are so well-timed and they really do hit really really well yeah and it's funny like the writers on it like you know they they throw in some like 2021 kind of like pop culture commentary which i think is like perfectly well written and jason sudeikis delivers it that's not in a way that's um like oh we're trying to be relevant that's what yeah totally such a good point because in season two this isn't really a spoil it's not really a spoiler but there's some pop culture things as you just said going on and uh oh yeah i know what you're talking you about. know and um at first when it started i was like oh man is this how the whole series is gonna go the season's gonna like is it gonna go down a path where it's totally just trying to about, be relevant are you talking about the love highland part oh no i was thinking more of the uh nigerian coastline being oh trashed. yeah yeah um but that's an interesting one too but i love love island yeah <laughs> but they did a good job of not Making it seem forced, no, and not touching on it too long. You know what I mean? Yes, it was. It was like it was one subtle. episode. Yep. It was like a you know it was a little bit of commentary, and it was definitely, um, you know, this character is debating between, and it's kind of what we talked about, like this debate between over like personal beliefs and like right. what you do for like a personal image and like what you do and a lot of money and a lot of money, right? Yeah. And it definitely was a moment of you know what this is like. And because the character is so lovable, that yeah. the, Sam, the character. Is One of the most lovable characters on the show, probably. Yes. Yeah. And it was very much like, it didn't seem like distasteful at all. It right. was so well written. Well, and um, he, they just did such a good job of making it seem genuine and real. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like you really, you really felt it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I was, I was like, oh no. Like I'm sitting there watching and like talking out loud. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. What is he going to do? What is, you know, what's her name? Jessica. Is that her name? What's the boss's name? The, I think Jessica's the actress's name. Oh yeah. What's her? I don't know. He always just calls her boss. Yeah. Boss. Um, I'm like, what is boss going to do? Yeah. I'm that's, like, I was oh really God. curious about that too. That, that was, that was cool though. The way she handled it. Was, yeah. That was, that was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah, sure. That was, it's just such a good show. And, uh, one of my now I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, I saw this on Instagram. This is when Instagram's good. It's because you see these like little blurbs that you wouldn't have seen in real life. But yes. it was it was a quote from Jason Sudeikis, and I might mess it up a little bit. But the point was the goal of the character was an exercise to see that being a good person is cool or something. Like it was yes. the the goal was to show that you can be a good person nowadays and it be good like it be cool and like Mm -hmm. not just like weird right and not be yeah like be a good person out of like a genuine place rather than to like self-advance or whatever and it was yeah being being a good person being ultra kind and empathetic and forgiving is cool now right and ted lasso makes it cool yeah and And i mean it changed my whole perspective on I mean, I find myself talking to more people and like... Well, the whole be curious thing is such uh, a perfect quote and such a such a great way to show that like... This kind of goes back to like, everyone has a story. Yeah. Everyone's got a screenplay. Be curious as to what they have to say. You know, who knows where it could go. Yeah. And uh, that's something that that show does really, really well at showing and demonstrating. Yeah. I mean, it literally is it's like how and it's funny because i told my mom about ted lasso she watches it she's obsessed now excellent and she said why aren't there more shows like this this is like the only one there's no others it's weird that is this positive uplifting and like every time i watch it i i'm in a better mood yeah and i go about my day and i'm like i'm gonna be like ted lasso and be the kindest person ever and I just it, want to talk in a Kansas accent, and yeah. It is weird though. There aren't others like it. You yeah. know, there there shows that are obviously like uplifting and and happy, but this one just does it in such a different way that it makes you want to be a better person. Yes. And it makes you want to be open and just be better to others. You mm-hmm. know, not a lot of other shows do that. I think. No. A lot of shows, there's like, you know, it's a lot of drama, especially yeah. like the shows that are tailored towards our demographic. Like right. I'm thinking of like Outer Banks and like Pretty Little Liars, what I grew oh, up Oh yeah, watching. you cannot like, go oh, from Ted Lasso to then go watch an Outer, Outer Banks, Banks. And you're just like, God, what happened? What? <laughs> like, God. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> yeah, how, how did it get so bad? Yeah. So fast. <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> did you watch the newest? I've tried watching it and like season one was okay i i've overheard from people who are actually from the outer banks that it's nothing like that so part of me is kind of like don't love that yeah and then so far i've only watched two episodes season two and it has not 
been very good i think yeah um, i in, finished it and i was like what the heck did yeah. i just watch i need to read a book yeah i need to see something positive and good and <laughs> real because <laughs> <laughs> none of this is that no, absolutely not no yeah it yeah. is but gotta have those kinds of shows i guess oh my god yeah yeah and yeah. they're always gonna make them too yeah yeah and you know for you know for a little bit of like a soapy teen drama it's yeah. like Oh my god, if I were 16, I'd be eating it up. Yeah, except that they're not. None of them are teenagers, and they're all, like, almost 30. <laughs> yeah, they're all really a lot um, older. They're all adults. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old. Like the I know John B., I think he's the oldest, and I think he's either 27 or 28. Yeah, which is, like, insane. He's literally <laughs> insane 10 years about. older than the actor or the character he's portraying. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, send Sarah Cameron and John B. to therapy. <laughs> they need it after what they've seen. Jeez, Louise. That's so true. Um, yeah. One thing you said earlier that made me laugh. Um, you said, so everyone, so th- this part didn't make me laugh, but so everyone has a story and everyone has a screenplay. And I was actually in a, uh, a screenwriting workshop class. Okay. And <laughs> I'd never written a screenplay before. And I had this really cool idea and I was really excited about it. And I, uh, started writing it in the first draft that we sent like first 15 pages was pretty solid felt good about that and then it just went downhill from there <laughs> yeah. and then i realized yep this is not what i need to be doing no it's hard yeah oh my god yeah no it definitely gets harder as like for me when uh, i was yeah what oh i was just gonna say i didn't add any like what's the word um not denouement but uh downfall i didn't add any like struggle it was just all up (laughs) the people editing mine like peer review were like uh is anything bad gonna happen i was like no it's my screenplay it's all good yeah absolutely nothing goes wrong for these people that's what happens oh my god no yeah i mean i wrote like when I was younger, like I would write like little, like in my mind, I have all of these ideas Yeah. for, um, like I have this one idea that has been sticking in my mind since October. No. Yeah. October. And I've like had it in the back of my mind and I've been like working on it and like things will happen in my life and I'll meet these people. And I'm like, you're going to be a character in my movie oh my because gosh, like they're really? so interesting and weird or they'll say something and it's like hilarious. Like, and I write it down because it's just so good. Um, when do you think you'll, do you think you'll try to make it? I mean, I'd like to. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it would be possible to be able to make. It's just that the story that I'm looking at making. It, it, it's like there are a lot of different like storylines. Like I don't know where I want to take it. If I want to focus mm. on like my character in the story, because it's like based on like my experience. Yeah. Or like these other people that I only spent like a weekend with. But okay. I spent like a weekend with like this group of boys. Yeah. Uh, out in Colorado, and I was like, this is the most freaking insane weekend i've ever experienced in my life like watching these boys in the middle like like it was like you know teenagers yeah and i was like oh my god like this is going to be a movie like each of them were such distinct characters that i was like holy smokes this is absolutely hilarious like the whole weekend i was dying laughing at things that like they didn't think was funny yeah because it's like just them Right. But I was like, oh, my God, this is the reason why I got caught up in this mess was because it's the reason I'm going to write a screenplay. But I haven't written it yet. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm, like, debating on where I want to take it. but Yeah, that's another weird part about it because when it comes to writing, there's an infinite path. 
you know, the right. infinite paths that it can go. I mean, it, you can do whatever. And that's like, yeah. that's overwhelming in and of itself. Oh my God. Cause and like, it's like, how do you end it? <laughs> yeah. Like, Where does it end? Right. And we like with photography, it's like, especially if like landscape wildlife or stuff like that, that I like to shoot, like there's only so many things you can like do, you know, like, yeah. but when it comes to writing, I, I don't understand how people have like the almost like dedication to just pick one way and just stick to it throughout the entirety of a story yeah like i would in the middle of it i'd be like no i want to do it different and then i would completely divert yeah and it would totally change the story mess it up oh without no a thousand percent like i tried to write even like a a play like i tried to write a little a short play yeah to do for like a student pro student production that i had and i was like writing and i'm like this is absolutely heinous i'm like Again, where does it start? Where does it end? Yeah. I'm like, how do people do this? And then I think about, like, shows like Mad Men. It's like, how do they write for, like, seven, eight seasons about, like, oh, yeah. absolutely nothing going on? Like, or Seinfeld. Yeah. Friends. All these shows that have been, oh, that went on God. forever. Yeah. Seinfeld especially, which was about nothing. Oh, literally. How, how on earth Larry David kept coming up with premises is beyond me. And oh, he my is God. so underrated and so talented so underrated have you yeah. watched curb your enthusiasm i haven't but i'll see clips on instagram and they make me laugh a lot <laughs> i love the um they do like curb your enthusiasm but they were doing it during 2016 and 2020 with bernie sanders like larry david playing oh really Bernie sanders and they'll do like a scene almost like it's curb your enthusiasm but it's larry david playing oh that's funny bernie sanders oh and it's so funny yeah it and does. I, it just so it and the theme music makes me laugh. <laughs> like, even thinking about it. Did you like Seinfeld, though? Did you watch it? So, I didn't... I've seen maybe one episode in my life. Oh, my, my dad, gosh. My Especially dad, living in New York. I know. That's my literally dad, the home of Seinfeld. I I know. It's so problematic. I really do need to watch it. My dad always quotes the soup. <laughs> the yeah. soup episode. No soup for you. <laughs> no soup for you, yeah. And then, like, that's the only... My dad always brings that up i i need to, i do need to watch it because julia louis dreyfus mm-hmm. was on veep yep my mom loved that show i love veep that's another show that makes me l- die laughing really? out loud hilarious yes one of my favorites ever um and i mean i just love her as an actress julia louis yeah. dreyfus so i'm like okay now i have to watch seinfeld she's so good i mean kramer is obviously he's my favorite character yeah he is so i recently saw him in an interview michael richards uh it was pretty current they were they were definitely older and he was just talking normal because i mean he is a normal guy but then he turned on the current like the kramer character and it was hilarious and he did it perfectly still all these years later i was like that's incredible to be able to turn that on especially something that's so quirky and different that's not just playing a character that's a it's like a different soul i mean it's crazy no yeah it's really that takes a lot of time and talent to be able to do that yeah and it's it's funny i feel like he's probably an underrated actor because of that role you know it's not like it was a serious role but the skills that he needed to be able to perform in such a silly and charismatic and just wild way is beyond what most people probably can do Oh, a thousand percent. You know? Yeah. Like, oh it's God. one thing to play just, like, a serious, somber guy, but another to go above and beyond and be this 
I mean, just the hand motions and the body control and everything like that. Like Jim Carrey is another one who can do that very, very well. He's like yeah. a very modern version who can just kill it with that. Yeah. And uh, there's not a lot of people who can do that. No. I, don't think. I think a lot of, yeah. I mean, for me, like in my study, I, I study method acting. Okay. So it's very much like, and, and method acting, the, 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 the way that, you know, they talk about it in the media as like they live like the character. Like right. Daniel Day-Lewis living like Abraham Lincoln, like writing by freaking candlelight. Like, no, he's, that's not what the real method is. It's like using your own personal experiences and imagination at the same time to okay. like relive your experiences, right? And so like with a character like Kramer, yeah, you have to figure out the body language and the... Um, the idiosyncrasies that he has. Yes. And like that takes time to like delve into and like do research on yourself to like find where that comes from. Yeah. And so he can turn that back on because it's like a part of who he is. Right. Like it came out of like his psyche. So huh. then he can just always turn it on and activate it. It's so fun to watch. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's just the best. I, oh I always God. thought I mean, I, that was another show that I thought would be like just kind of silly. And my dad always he loved it. And uh, I finally just watched it one day, and I was like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Yeah. I do need to watch it for sure. I mean, it's a classic. Oh, it's and like... living in New York. It's yeah. like the classic comedy show, essentially. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, New York is... I mean, that's like the breeding ground for a lot of phenomenal comics. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, do you yeah. ever see... Um, do you ever go to, like, stand-up comedy club? Like, I love stand-up, so I would all the time if I lived there. Oh, I love stand-up. Okay so much i've watched so much on netflix like all the specials and things and i've gone to two or three in new york who'd you go see i went to random little comedy clubs there's oh, okay, on cool. mcdougall street there's uh like right by nyu there's like a bunch of comedy shows there's a um oh my god i forget the name of it I don't know. Uh, it's like an Irish pub on McDougal Street. Oh, that's and cool. And in the back, they have a... Oh, it's the um, the Grizzly Pear. That's what it's called. The Grizzly Pear has a comedy stage in the back. Oh, very and, cool. And, you know, you would go and, yeah, you walk in and you can order drinks and they have the comedy show. And um, they have all different types of comics come up and yeah. just talk. I haven't gone to, like, a big one. Yeah. I wanted to see John Mulaney when he came in May. I think it was May or early June, but the tickets sold out so quick. Um, he's very funny. Oh, my God. He's one of my favorites. He's so smart, too. Oh, so intelligent. He went to Georgetown. Yeah, he's very, very smart. And what, I love how he makes fun of college, and he went to yeah. one of the best colleges in the country, which is oh, yeah. hilarious Georgetown was my dream school in high it's school. It's a great school, yeah. Great school. And Beautiful. so then watching him, oh, stunning. And yeah. I mean, have you ever gone because of like rowing and things? I, I talked to the lightweight coach there. I was, I was I was trying to row there, yeah. Yep. It's a cool school. It's amazing. Uh, didn't get in. But, <laughs> Me either. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm just going. And now uh, NYU, you know, things take a turn for it's very different. But um, no, but yeah, so it's so funny because it's like I relate to him in that sense that, yeah, all of a sudden they're mailing you like things about sending them more yeah. money. It's like yeah. unbelievable. And I know NYU is going to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, He's hilarious. I'm, I'm going to see uh, Tom Segura here in Jacksonville in September. Oh my god! With a guy I work with, I am so excited. Where is he? Where is it? Is it the at the Florida, Florida Theater? Theater? Yep. I've I never been before. There. I love it there. I'm so excited. Yes. He's hilarious. Oh my god! And what's so that's so great because like a city like Jacksonville, like it's the. I mean, if 
if you have never been to Jacksonville before. Um, it's it's like a big city, yeah. but like the venues and spaces and restaurants, it's not like New York, like a huge amphitheater. Like the Florida theater is like a good size for a comedy show right. that it can fit a decent amount of people, but it's not like you're in the nosebleeds trying to listen to some comedy. Yeah, that's what uh, my bu- my buddy's been to a few stand-up shows there and he said it's, it's a good one to go to for it yeah that's so fun i need to figure out any shows this fall that are happening in new york so that i can go and just laugh hopefully somebody's well playing. i'm sure like a cool thing about new york is you'll have big a-list stand-up comedians who will like pop in to like their favorite clubs yeah like i'm sure that i mean like you could have you could have jerry seinfeld just like pop into the cellar or oh i bet yeah like ray romano or trying to think sam morell is a really funny new york comedian yep he's very very good i think he's kind of underrated but he's very funny andrew schultz i've heard of yep yep he's funny um yeah there's a lot there oh my god and And they have very different comedic styles which is great because you can find comedians that like suit your sense of humor totally be exposed to a sense of humor that you don't even uh that, that you didn't even realize yeah it was like super funny i actually i i worked at i worked down here in jacksonville when i first moved here two summers ago and i had zero friends <laughs> and um i was working at this job and one of the guys i was working was like oh i'm like performing at a comedy show at um habibi <laughs> in jack's beach like by the beach bar it's yeah. like the hookah lounge <laughs> and so i knew nobody like I didn't make friends. It was right when I started working. Yeah. And we show up to Habibi for a comedy show with like anybody could have applied to do some comedy, right. right? And I'm with these girls that like I just met and like the circumstance was funny that it made me laugh. Yeah. But like in reality, it wasn't like it was probably like a two and a half funniness. Oh no. <laughs> Funny scale. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, hopefully Tom Segura does better than oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, no, Tom Segura is going to be phenomenal. You're going to yeah. have to let me know how he is. Because I bet he's if he's going on like a tour. Yeah, yeah, he's going on a big uh, country tour. Mm-hmm. So it'll be exciting. Um, one question I also remember that I wanted to ask that uh, will be a good way to wrap this up is, yeah. what advice do you have to either young content creators or people our age, or I mean anyone, who are wanting to get into the type of work that you would like to do you mean like like um, like producing like making films like that kind of stuff oh my god Uh, the the biggest thing is to just start and to begin brainstorming begin writing things down if you have something that you think of that's really funny that you want to write into a script try screenwriting try you know talking to your friends about getting involved in their short films. I mean, I'm currently in the process of producing a short that we were supposed to shoot a few weeks ago. And now it's moved to spring because of COVID and everything yeah. up in New York, but, um, and like scheduling conflicts. But the biggest thing was, yeah, me reaching out to people and saying, I'm really interested in what you think you're doing. And then, oh, then you meet all these different people. I mean, even d- down here in Jacksonville, I've met filmmakers. And that's just when you enter a space and you just tell everybody that you know. Yeah, I'm looking to get involved in things. And more likely than not, people know people that need interns or PAs or whatever. Right. And I think like for me personally, what really helped with 
the whole producing thing is like, yeah, the content creating from a place that is like genuine and like following, again, following where your brain goes, following the avenues to develop this like idea for a quote unquote movie or video digital content that, um, you know, I come up with in my head and then I just go out and shoot it, whether it be for a brand or whether it be just for me, you yeah. know, doing my stop motion kind of thing. So it's definitely get involved, start now and talk about it with every single person and try to, you know, meet as many people as you can and just, and more likely than not, people are going to want to help you because it's fun. Right. So why not? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. And I think you can't have enough connections, you know? And, right. And I think also people need to know it's okay to fail and it's okay to make yes. mistakes Oh my because God. in this type of work, you will make mistakes. There's a lot of things that can go wrong, but there's also things that can go right. Yeah. And when you fail, that's okay. You learn from your mistakes and then you dust right. off and you keep I going. Even, I don't even see, yeah. When you when I quote unquote fail at something, I never like to use the word fail only because it's like everything is just a lesson. Right. It's just disguised as failure. Yeah. And it's not, you know, and once you are, are in a mindset where it's like, oh, um, you know, the... Uh, you know, it's a much more positive outlook on what you're doing and quote unquote failing. Right. Um, then it's like, oh, I can do anything because I can try as many times as I want and 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 it'll be okay. I'm yeah. not going to die if I fail at this one thing. Yeah. And just try again and yeah. keep on pushing, keep on trucking. Yeah. You know? That is great advice. Um, I think that's a good way to wrap up the show i think so too thank you kaylee for coming out thank you for having me this it was has been so a blast. fun yeah it has we had some laughs yeah we did had some laughs had some serious combos <laughs> all right well thank you everyone uh for listening see you thanks ya. see you later <laughs>